0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash prime for details.
1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo, zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're
2: listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Seventeen years as a college football coach, three national titles, one with the Buckeyes, two with the Florida Gators, a three-time college football coach of the year, won eighty-five percent of his game, twelve and three in bowl games, which I believe believe is the best winning percentage ever in bowl games. Twelve that's a that's an those were big bowl games, twelve and three and uh Won 90% of his games at Ohio State, 83-9. and Urban Meyer is now joining us live, Fox Sports. So, as a guy who grew up on the West Coast and lived in the world of the Huskies and Ducks, I think they work as damp, wet-weather programs into the Big Ten. I think they're haves, not have-nots. The Pac-10 died, I feel like, it it died about five years ago when I started noticing the payouts for the SEC and the Big Ten, and I thought, this this isn't going to last I'm not surprised by it. Are you, are you Are you? shocked by now four Pac-12 teams going to the Midwest?
3: Colin, I think my initial sting was like everybody else. I grew up when the Pac-12 was arguably the best league in the country. USC was dominant. Terry Donahue was at UCLA. All those programs had great players, Heisman Trophy winners. But I, I like you. I get it. I, I think the, the Big Ten has got to be reckoned with now. I mean, can you imagine... As we were talking earlier, you flip on the TV at ten o'clock. You got big new kickoff, and you go until midnight because you got the West Coast now.
1: Yeah, the um, it, it's interesting. So, Pac twelve fans are upset because you know their conference has you know uh, unraveled. How does a Big Ten fan like I can see a Big Ten guy in Wisconsin going? Wait a minute. I already have to deal with the Wolverines, the Buckeyes, and the Nittany Lions. Now I have the Huskies, the Ducks, and the Trojans. This isn't any better for me. Stay in your own conference. How do most Big Ten fans look at it?
3: Well, I think the fans are uh, probably fired up because they, they see their conference strength right now. They're going to be able to watch them. Here's the interesting thing that goes along with the fans. How about the coaches? All of a sudden now the Big Ten West you had Iowa, you had Wisconsin, you had Minnesota, those teams are competing for champion, you know, a chance to go to the championship game. Northwestern went to the championship game. If they eliminate divisions, and you add Oregon, Washington, UCLA, USC, you know, what happens to the Wisconsin's? What happens to the Michigan State's? What happens to those teams that are really good programs, but they're just a notch below? Do they drop even further below in the conference now? Those are the questions that if I'm a coach at one of those places, I'm thinking, wow, you know, if they eliminate divisions, what chance do I have of getting my program to that Big Ten championship game, which is everyone's goal? Because it just got a hell of a lot harder.
1: Yeah. The um, What I don't like, <clears throat> one of the things I've argued for, and I think I've, I've said for years, the reason the UFC overtook boxing is because they had a leader. And boxing was just promoters setting up fights. And then UFC was Dana White, and he said, no, every Saturday this is what we're going to do. College football doesn't have a commissioner. So the SEC's playing eight conference games, and the Big Ten probably going to go to ten. And then some people have soft schedules. I mean, Alabama, it's like Nick Saban sat down there and gave him perfect bye weeks, and then other people don't. And I'm not picking on Nick, but it's like, come on, guys, this is not fair. I feel like the sport needs just a, a, a commissioner to wrap it together. Did you ever feel that way?
3: I did, and the I've sat in many, many meetings. The problem is that really every conference is out for themselves. Yes, every school is out for themselves. You just saw that. I mean, there's no, there's no uh, getting along, and let's do this thing together. Right now, the SEC is worried about one thing: the SEC, the Big Ten obviously had no, they could care less about the Pac-12 because they take their teams. You know, same with the Big Twelve, take another the rest of the Pac-12. So. As long as everybody is so independent, the chance of a commissioner or coming under one umbrella, I don't see that happening, Colin. I, I don't see that at all. Because right now the SEC, you know, do you think they really could care about the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big 12? Not at all. And same with the Big Ten. were they, they where they need to be. They're worried about one thing. Can they support all these other sports and every program in their conference? And that's a tall task.
1: Well, it's, it's going to be an amazing bi-coastal uh, three-time zone conference. <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh right now has his best team. And, and, I, and I said this earlier, Harbaugh's unorthodox, and he's quirky, and he's, uh, you know he can be a lot. Uh, uh, but what Jim does do, and I saw him do this at Stanford, Stanford was a mess. And about three years later, he walked into the Coliseum against Pete Carroll, and they pushed USC around. There's something about his personality, the way he builds a team, they get very physical very quickly. When you go back to your matchups, you had your, you know, you've had your way through the years um, at Ohio State against Michigan, but when you look at Harbaugh, and, I, and if I'd never seen him coach, and I said, Urban, what's this Harbaugh guy about? Well, what, what are his teams about? What would you say?
3: Well, I know his teams very well, and they're tough. You know, he grew up in a tough family. He played for a tough coach. And you watch, the reason they beat Ohio State the last two years is they've they won the line of scrimmage. That game, for the history of that game, whoever wins the line of scrimmage wins. So you remember about three years ago, his job was on the line. Yep. Uh, I think they redid his contract. They were really struggling. And he's done a great job. He's got a really good football team. He's got a quarterback coming back. One of the few teams One of the few teams with a returning quarterback. So when I think of a Jim Harbaugh team, I think of a, you better line up and, and run the football and stop the run because that's coming at you.
1: You know, I can think two things at once. I can be for the transfer portal, but not want it during the middle of a season. Even in the NFL, there's a free agency period. And there's, then there's times you can't. So everybody's like, well, players should be able to transfer, and my takeaway is, yeah, but there, you, you can't transfer in a season and disrupt programs. The second thing is I am for the NIL, but I don't want it to be the wild, wild west and paying some kid at a high school. That's not what this thing's about. So as we've had these changes, NIL, uh, transfer portal, it has settled into sort of a groove, right? Um, are you comfortable now with where it's at, or are you still a little uncomfortable with the the – how the how the whole NIL thing is working?
3: I think I'm a little more comfortable than the initial sting. You know, I still, I guess, I hear a lot of things that many people don't because I'm still very tied into uh, many of my old colleagues in college football. And you know, the one thing that you hear is the collective, and the collective is they go raise money from donors, they put together a big pot of money, and they, you know, and they they pay players to come to your school, and in return, the players have to do charitable work.
4: If you want to eliminate the wild, wild
3: west, I think collectives need to go away. I think NIL purpose was great. If a player like a Marvin Harrison Jr., if Marvin Harrison Jr. can get a job at a car dealership selling cars, selling autographs, selling jerseys, that's called capitalism, and that's great. But I, I'm like you. I think when you start saying, okay, I'm recruiting a 17-year-old. He has an agent, and this school is offering him 20000 a month. We need to go to 25000 a month to get him. You know, I don't know what else you call that other than cheating. You know, that's not what the intent of NIL is. That's not what the purpose is. Um, I think once a player has earned that right and he has value, which is that's the whole purpose of name and likeness, I think it's fantastic. It should have been done a long time ago. But it's that's not what's happening right now. There's a lot of other stuff. There is that happening, but the uh, the fact that they're paying players to go to schools, you know, that's... That's that's very clear the rule book says don't do that.
1: You know, Ohio State's in an interesting space where, you know, I, I this is a discussion I had with a Buckeye fan a couple years ago, and I said, um, <coughs> the receiving recruit first of all, the Buckeyes have never recruited better. Okay, so the recruiting's through the roof. Yep. But their wide receiver recruiting is insane. I mean, it's just all five star guys. And I said, I wonder if when you have that much talent in your receiving room in college it doesn't if you're Ryan Day influence practice and not that you would try to be more finesse but when you've got these Marvin Harris I mean literally they're all first round NFL talents that it's nothing against the running backs or the tight ends but Ohio State they've literally shifted from a linebacker power program to the fastest you know the fastest team in the country where they're receiving cores better than half the NFL. And I do wonder that if their talent is so great on the perimeter now, Urban, is it possible that it is affecting practice and, and sort of the physicality of the program that they have gotten more of a speed than a brute team? Or is that just nonsense and it doesn't work that way?
3: No, I think that's very observant. That kind of happened to me in Florida. We, uh, we started recruiting a speed, and I always made a comment, want to be the fastest team in America. And then you get good news and bad news. Is good news, you have the most talented players in the country. Bad news, they got to touch the ball. And so you have to get that ball in their hands. I'm not saying Ohio State's less physical, but I'm saying you have a, a group, and you are correct. Brian Hartline has recruited, and I did this a long time, I've never seen the level that the quarterback and receivers are recruited at Ohio State right now. Everyone's a first-round draft pick. Everyone. Everyone's a five-star. But you have to get the ball in their hands. And... You know the good thing is they they're loaded at tailback this year too, but I would not say that turns into a finesse game. But it turns into a game that you got to be creative, whether it be handed to them, throw it to them, throw screens to them. They have got to. Your job as a head coach gets to get the best players the ball.
1: Yeah. Finally. Um there's been some discussion that these California teams will go into the Midwest and they won't be as physical. And I do think, um, you know, having grown up with a Pac-12, it was, we were going four wide a long time ago. And uh, I mean, your, your flex offenses at Utah, like it's always been a creative region. We didn't always have the best players, but it's always been a coaching region. A lot of coaches in the pack have gone to the NFL. And so I don't know. I, I think they'll be fine in the big 10, but when you, you know, you coached Utah and faced Oregon's and Cal's when Tedford was around. I mean, you know Pac-12 football. You faced, you know, USC and those kind of teams. Is Big Ten football, is it a little different? When you get that, you know, that cruddy weather in November, do you have to build your team differently if you're USC or UCLA?
3: So, so when we, my last two years at Ohio State, we played USC in the Cotton Bowl and then Washington in the Rose Bowl. So we saw every game. And I felt the skill positions were about the same. When you get to the offensive and defensive lines, that's where I thought oh, Ohio State, that's where and we did. We, you know, you, they, they were unable to block the Bosa's and the Chase Young's and the, not many people can, but you just saw a difference in the offensive and defensive lines. For USC and UCLA, Washington, Oregon to compete, and you, you did bring up weather, that will be a factor. They're gonna to have to get much better in the offensive defensive lines. I just noticed a little bit of a drop-off in the last few years that and and I, I talked to several colleagues that coached out west. They're not as easy to find as they used to be out west in high school. And I don't know why. I, I know you have a theory. I remember you gave me a theory on that. Yeah. That you just it's hard to find linemen out west.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. I gotta ask you one more thing. Uh Colorado and Deion Sanders are gonna be on Fox. Now, I I think TCU lost a lot of talent but I still think TCU is yeah. going to be a handful for Colorado. I don't know how many players they have, but you were out there recently. What am I su- ex- supposed to expect from Dion and the Buffalo? I don't, how many players do
3: they have? I mean, I, I've known Deion Sanders a long time. I've always loved Deion Sanders. I respect him. We get along. Uh, I called him up. I was out west. I, we have you the first two games. He was more than gracious to have me out there. The most underrated people. Obviously, you got your players. The most underrated people in football are the assistant coaches. And he's hired really good coaches. I went to the meetings. I watched him practice. They have, I believe, 70 new players. So I call this thing the grand experiment. And I'm telling you, Colin, I mean, that was not what I expected. I thought that we'd see, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I saw a very good team. I saw talented players. His son's an excellent quarterback. They got a, uh, Travis Hunter is one of the, you know, I looked at uh, Prime and I said, "Man, that, I've had one of those." I called Percy Harvin. I just pushed him to the side. You don't need to practice him much longer. He's that good. So, so if they can, the thing they're lacking, Colin is depth. Yeah. If they can stay healthy, they have a tough schedule. They're going to make some waves in the Pac-12.
1: Yeah. I I can't wait to watch it. So I think it's TCU. It's on Fox. It's uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado in that cowboy hat. I don't know what to expect, but I'm going to be watching it. Urban, it's great to see you as always. You're indoors in Florida where you need to be today because it's almost 100 degrees and humid. So it's great seeing you.
3: Great senior call thank you
1: yeah uh yeah it, it, it I will say this because there's been a big discussion on what do you do with like USC UCLA Washington Oregon will be fine they they play in cold windy wet weather all the time but UCLA you know they're, they're practicing in 75 80 degrees in Bel Air and then you go to Wisconsin Camp Randall at night and it's uh 27 degrees and there's it's there's snowflakes it's a whole different thing so I I I you know I know. I don't know what to expect.
0: I can't wait, though. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
4: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D.
0: 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
1: hi let's talk about pro plan sport pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours so whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run Start your journey off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. Uh, Ryan with the news. No, 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 no.
2: Turn on the news!
5: This is the Herdline News. Turn our attention to the NFL. Mike McDaniel's first year in Miami showed the potential Tua and the Dolphins have to be a true contender. Tua talked to Peter King about what his coach does to bring the best out of the team, and here's what he said. Mike McDaniel heightened the joy of the game. We have so much fun. If you were to ask me this question two years ago, you probably wouldn't. Never have seen our guys get excited as they do on the sideline because it felt like more of a job. Hmm. Pretty
1: telling there about uh, the difference between the two head coaches. Well, McDaniels is... First of all, he's very young. So I think generationally, you know, Flores came from that New England culture, which is really rigid and really harsh and very much uh, play within a system. McDaniels is more the Kyle Shanahan. Be clever, creative, get in space. He, I, th- I also think age matters. I think, you know, Sean McVay is, you know, not that much older than a lot of his players. And that I think the modern player is different. He's motivated differently. You have to coach him a little differently. That's Okay. I mean the moderate employee, you know, they, they want to work remotely. You gotta, gotta kinda convince them to come to work. So I yeah, I mean I think I think also think offensive coaches are different than defensive coaches. Like defensive coaches are we win with toughness and don't make mistakes. Offensive coaches tend to believe we win with players and being creative. So I think it would be more fun. If I was an offensive player, to play with an offensive coach. They see the world differently.
5: Sure. And that offensive coach has obviously brought out the best in Tua. His numbers were dramatically improved last season from passing yards per game, touchdown to interception ratio, even passer rating. I mean, very clearly a completely different player who showed a ton of promise when he was upright in his first season with Mike
1: Daniel. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tua doesn't have the biggest arm and is not going to do a lot of stuff off script. But he doesn't, in Mike McDaniel's system, he's not going to burn you. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He had eight picks. So, I mean, my takeaway is it's a little like Alex Smith. I don't need 40 touchdowns. But you got to keep the interceptions low, and I'm good with that. And I think Miami, I've said before, if Tua plays 15 games, I think they can win the division. Absolutely. The Saints are expected to
5: sign a running back, Kareem Hunt, and linebacker Anthony Barr. Uh, both deals are reportedly pending physicals. New Orleans was looking for depth at both positions this year, following injuries to the linebacking group and a three-game suspension for Alvin Kamara.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody, they have a really good roster. I don't know if I. I have troubles with that franchise right now but um they got players i don't doubt that they got all sorts of players
5: yeah they definitely they have great playmakers and it's also just a big question about the division and the conference as
1: a also whole. i i don't know what deshaun watson is i was obviously rusty last year but when he left the afc i thought he was elite and then here comes trevor lawrence and you know all of a sudden joe burrow emerges and then uh, you know, now all of a sudden it's like Justin Herbert's becoming a star. Russell Wilson moves over. Aaron Rodgers moves over. Is he, is he a top eight quarterback in the AFC? I'm not sure he is. I mean, again, it's amazing in this league. Three years ago when he's playing a lot, you're like, oh, he's a top five AFC quarterback. Is he top ten now? I mean, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, Allen. I mean if Tua has Mike McDaniel, his numbers will be elite. Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson should pop with Sean Payton. So I don't know what Deshaun Watson really is. He's competent, but I don't know if he's a top 10 AFC quarterback. And that's not a criticism of him. I just don't know if he's that good anymore. It's fair. Certainly didn't look good in
5: that short half season or less than half season in Cleveland. And we'll wrap up with some baseball here. Yankees manager Aaron Boone was fed up with the strike calls and the loss to the White Sox last night. In the 18 inning. Boone was ejected after yelling at the umpire when Anthony Volpe was called out on strikes. After he was thrown out, he ran to the home plate. Very heated argument, included an imitation of the ump's three-strike call. Things are uh, slowly melting down for the Yankees. Not so great for New York baseball as a whole either.
1: Yeah. Um, they just don't have enough hitters after Aaron Judge. They just don't have enough professional hitters. Yeah. They've, they've struggled to score runs. run. Remember about a month ago, we went and looked at the batting averages in the American League, and the Yankees were hitting two thirty-one. And yeah. b- by the way, the, the A's, the a A team, were hitting like two twenty three. <laughs> it's like, what's happened? My whole life, the Yankees have not always had great pitching, but they've always had hitters. They've always had sticks, and it's just like – Aaron Judge got hurt and it's like, wow, there is just nothing there. And if you look at uh the last nine
5: games, they're three and six, and the overall wild card standings in the AL, they are slowly falling out of the hunt. They're down to five and a half games back of the playoffs, and it's not looking like there is any immediate turnaround on the horizon.
1: Wow,
2: look at that.
5: Uh Ryan
1: with the news.
0: Well, that's the news.
2: And thanks for stopping by.
0: The Herd Line. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer uh, and you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation and you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well he's a mindfulness teacher a yoga instructor a life coach a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential and we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories catch us every week on comeback stories on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
4: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way. With same-game parlays, Only on DraftKings, the crown
0: is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred gambler or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 Plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com want to thank Nick Wright, Michael Vick, and Urban Meyer for stopping by today. Very active show. A lot of fun. So we, we get ready. Uh, it's time for the Magic Gate Ball, which is there's a lot of movement. So the preseason starts on Thursday with a couple of games. Then there's a couple of games on Friday. Then it's a jam-packed weekend. So it's uh, this is sort of we're ready to go. And, and, and coaches like Sean McVay, who have in his career not played starters in the preseason, his team is so young defensively, he's going to play a lot of starters or potential starters. So... Uh, there's been a trend in the NFL not to play a lot of starters in preseason. Um, but I mean, I see Stroud quarterback's going to play Anthony Richardson, uh, Bryce Young. So you got to play some of these young quarterbacks last year it was Kenny Pickett. Remember that was the quarterback we were watching. Now we got three new guys got to get them out there. Uh, Sean Payton said Russell Wilson is going to play. Not sure who the Niners are going to play at quarterback. Uh, the Jets are going to play Zach Wilson. So I, I think it's going to be actually a pretty hardy preseason with a lot of starters or people who have started before getting time. So let's go to the Magic 8-Ball. You ready to go, Ryan?
5: Let's do it. Let's start things off here. The NFL MVP will come from the AFC.
1: Uh, well, don't count on it. There could be Patrick Mahomes' fatigue. He won the Super Bowl and MVP last season. Also, Jalen Hurts was the runner-up. We've got some really interesting offenses in the NFC. Like Jared Goff, believe it or not, if you look at that offense, they're going to put up major points. I would slow down on that. Sean Payton will win Coach of the Year. Uh, I would say, ask again later. Brian Dayball won it first year with the Giants, uh, and but there's a lot of room for improvement. So not only were they 5-12, and 12, but Russell Wilson deteriorated, and they were like the worst offense in the league. So if you just show marked improvement and you're a top 10 offense, Sean Payton, I think it's reasonable to say, would get a lot of love in the coach of the year. Plus, he's, he's well-known. He's outspoken. He'll be a, a, a topic all year a team led by a rookie quarterback will make the playoffs. Whoa! Signs point to yes. I think Carolina gets in. Weak division. Um, now, remember, the Steelers in a great division, 9-8, and eight, just missed the playoffs with Kenny Pickett. So I, I think Carolina is actually a pretty good football team. I think their front seven's good. They ran the ball at times, okay, and I think Bryce Young's really smart and really good. And I think he'll pick the system up fast. Frank Reich has always done a good job with Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, uh, Carson Wentz, refining quarterbacks. So I think Bryce will come in, won't make a bunch of mistakes. Winnable division. So I think Bryce Young's going to make the playoffs. Wow. All right. How about a team will go a perfect seventeen and zero this season? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty obvious one. Uh, that is very doubtful. Listen, only eight quarterbacks started all 17 games last year. So it's like even if you're a good team, people get banged up. And there's some great quarterbacks in the AFC, but it feels like most of them are in the AFC. And so it just – you could be a great football – you could be Kansas City could lose four games, close game. They, they, they almost lost to the Texans last year. They did lose to the Colts. So I just – I think the days of undefeated football teams – uh, last year, Philadelphia was really good. They got a streak of like below-average quarterbacks. This year, their schedule is tougher, so I don't think it happens.
5: A team will go a not-so-perfect 0-17 this season.
1: It uh, Looks like here, my sources say no. I don't think there's a terrible team in the league. Now, I think Tampa is going to start slowly and move, at the trading deadline, move off pieces. What I think will happen is that this is gonna be a crazy NFL trade deadline. And the reason being Caleb Williams. So what's gonna happen, if teams start one and five or one and six, they're moving parts. And Tampa's got a lot of really interesting pieces they could move. So Tampa could get really bad really quickly. So I think keep your eye on Tampa. But other than that, Kyler Murray's gonna play for Arizona. He's gonna win football games. He's too good, so I say no. Zero teams in the NFC South will have a winning record. That's very doubtful. Saints have a nine and a half win total. There's four new quarterbacks. There's new coaches. Uh, I, I, again, I think even Atlanta, which people could, Atlanta's over-unders like seven and a half, eight. Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, offensive coach, top six, seven offensive line. Atlanta's going to score points. And we consider Atlanta to be kind of a bottom 7-8 team. Atlanta will put up points. So I don't think, you know, we, we say this all the time. The best divisions never as good as we think. Somebody in the AFC East is not going to play well. And it may be the Jets or Miami. In and, and the NFC South, I know we all think it's terrible. You're going to end up seeing some pretty good offensive players in that division. Jordan Love will lead the league in interceptions. Ask again later. I have never seen him. He's got three touchdowns and three picks. I have no idea. Uh, Matt LaFleur generally likes to start his offense with some power running, and they have Dylan and Aaron Jones, So, and a good offensive line. So I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, and I also think they went and drafted two tight ends, so it's going to be a lot of stuff underneath. They do have a young receiving core. The schedule's not easy, but... I just do not know enough about Jordan Love to have an incredibly strong opinion. I have been told there's not a lot of juice, uh, but who knows? I'd like to see some footage. Baker Mayfield starts every game for the Bucks. Uh, don't count on it. Uh, reports say that Kyle Trask and he are in a, in a you know in a battle for the number one job. Also, again, if they teeter. If they wobble early, they're moving parts, and at that point, I'm not sure Baker is going to be want to be upright. So this is the one team in the league I really do believe. When, when you're trying to figure out your quarterback, and you're already three weeks into camp, Tampa. And again, it's okay if you're bad in pro sports. If there's a LeBron James or a, a you know a remarkable player available, Caleb Williams, Andrew Luck, John Elway. So Tampa is it a very quick reboot? Ezekiel Elliott will play with the Cowboys this season? Uh, outlook not so good. They've got a new identity with a new offensive coordinator. Uh, Zeke is 28 years old. It is odd to see him play in another uniform. It's it, He's only 28. It's not like he's Brady like in, when he moved to Tampa. But Zeke is just, to me, Ohio State and the Dallas Cowboys. That's just what he feels like. I, I do think he'll find a home he's a great blocking back he's got really pretty decent hands he no longer has the burst so you're not going to pay him a lot of money but I gotta tell you something if you're trying to protect your quarterback and somebody out of the backfield that can catch that has NFL experience people say in Dallas he was like a kind of the soul of the team people liked him
5: Bryce young finishes top 10 in passing yards
1: mm, ask again later Mac Jones was 13th Now, no rookie quarterback finished in the top 20 in passing yards last year, but Kenny Pickett played very well at the end of the year, and Kenny Pickett has a defensive coach. So, Bryce Young, Frank Reich, a little better O-line than people think. I don't think there's a lot of great defenses in that division. I mean, I could be way high on Bryce Young. I could be way high on Bryce Young. It's certainly possible. But... I watched him. I saw him come out of high school. I saw him come out of college, and he picked things up so quickly. He is just cognitively very capable of picking up an offense. There we are. All right. Urban Meyer was fantastic. We'll put him on the podcast. He was terrific. Uh, Nick Wright was, as always. Michael Vick stopped by. I want to thank Michael for stopping by in his offseason. I don't know what to make of Deion Sanders and Colorado. I have no idea. I'm encouraged that they have 70 players. Dion's son, pretty good quarterback. Draftable quarterback, so that's interesting. Football's back in Boulder. See you tomorrow. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first-wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers. And with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. Best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store where you'll be greeted by a smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit Dakovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go
4: gently, y'all.